Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toladano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. The following is a high-five moment from HighFiveCasino.com. Would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won! Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing High Five Casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Woo! <laughs> I won again! I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your High Five moment today? Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. Yes! Brand new banging I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast is here. Higgity, have no fear. The I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast is in su casa. That's Spanish uh, for in the house. I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast, museum quality podcasting. On today's podcast, Superman, the man of steel, officially comes out as bisexual. Yes, plus Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder duked it out for the third time. Do we want to see a fourth Fight, I say no, and I explain why. And Jumbo Josh Allen, who I predicted would be the MVP this season, ran all over my guy Patrick, my homeboy. All that more in a fantastic museum quality, hard-hitting, fully disruptive I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast coming up right now. Miles Jordan, a.k.a. the Dust Brothers, a.k.a. the Bleach Brothers, a.k.a. the Captains, at thecaptainpicks.com. Start this puppy off with something real nice. Start this puppy off with something real proper. But most importantly, start this puppy off with something real funky. It's the I Am Rapport Stereo Pockets coming up right now. Let's go. Yiggity, yes. Uh... A yiggity, yes. Brand new banging I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast is here. Higgity, have no fear. The I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast is in Sukasa. The name is Michael Rappaport, a.k.a. the Gringo Mandingo, a.k.a. the Disruptive Warrior, a.k.a. the Inflamed Ashkenazi, and you are now rocking with the very, very best. The I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast, the Iron Dome of podcasting, the Iron Dome of Disruption. 
the zone of disruption. Welcome to the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. Hope everybody's uh, feeling good. I hope everybody's feeling strong. I hope everybody's feeling safe. Hope everybody's hanging in the pocket like Jumbo Josh Allen, who doesn't really hang in the pocket, but what a fucking weekend. What a weekend for Jumbo Josh and the Bills Mafia. Hope everybody's feeling good. I'm feeling a lot better. Thank you for being patient with me. I know my voice isn't perfect, but it's definitely better than it has been. It's kind of hard out here for a pimp when you're trying to get money for the rent. With all that Cadillac and gas money spent, there's a whole lot of bitches. I don't know the song, but it's a great song. It is a great song from, of course, the movie uh, starring... uh, Terrence Howard, Taraji P. Henson. I am uh, back in New York City. Back. Back in the New York groove. Had a good uh, week in uh, Los Angeles. California had an uneventful flight back to New York. Glad to be here. Beautiful, beautiful day. It's the best time of the year to come to New York. The fall in New York City is just... It's just perfect, man. The weather's perfect. You got a light hoodie. You could even wear shorts. I saw people wearing shorts still. Just did a two-hour walk in Central Park. Two fucking hours. Heaven. Pure fucking heaven walking through Central Park. I should start doing guided walking tours through Central Park. Not that I know it so well. But my little walks through Central Park, if you want to call two hours little, I just love them so much. I should start doing that. Guided walking tours with the Gringo Mandingo through uh, New York City. I wonder if people would be into that. I would love it. Show them the turtles, show them the ponds, show them the ducks. Show them the little statues. Show them the reservoir. You could get lost with me. Every 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 tour, will, I'll get lost. I think that's the best way to walk through Central Park is is to get lost. Give yourself time to get lost and not come out where you think you're going to come out of Central Park. But like I said, I appreciate you guys being patient. Uh, I know my voice isn't still back to. Uh, Full disruptive mode, but it's definitely better. It definitely feels better. I know it doesn't sound like the classic golden pipes of the Gringo Mandingo, but it's getting there. I'm almost fucking there. Started taking this antibiotic. I didn't want to take an antibiotic because, you know, I if you have all the shit that I have and the ulcerative colitis and the ulcerative colitis medicine and the stuff that it's done to me, and the inflammation, they, they meaning my wife, tries to keep me off antibiotics. Also, the doctors do too, but they always have to go through my wife. Because they're always quick to give you this, quick to give you that. And I got good doctors. I got good Jew doctors, but they are quick to put you on some shit. But after dealing with the voice thing for three weeks and trying this, trying the magic mix, trying the steroids, 
trying to fucking all, all sorts of shit. R literally, all sorts of shit. There's some of the stuff I didn't even mention to you guys because I don't want to bore you. My main goal of doing the I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast is to disrupt. My second goal is to never, never bore you, never be too sharing to the point where it's like, okay, we don't give a fuck. There's a healthy balance between disruption and complete self-serving, total self-indulgence. I try to stay away from total self-indulgence, um, but I am feeling a lot better. And uh, we did start taking the antibiotic. I don't know what the fuck it's called. I've been on all of them. I, I, I told him, I said, give me a list of all the antibiotics you've given me in the last five years. It's like a laundry list. And some of them backfire on your ass, literally. If you have ulcerative colitis, some of those antibiotics, they backfire on your ass. And that ain't fun. But I am back in New York City. The uh, flight, as I said, uneventful, very early. The airport wasn't even open when I got there. They were like, TSA's not here. I was like, what the f What? They were like, uh, you got to wait. You got We had to wait on a line for TSA to start working. I was like, what the fuck? What kind of shit is that? It's like 5.30 in the morning. I thought these people worked 24-7, 365. Apparently not. But I didn't have any mix-ups. I didn't have any problems. I didn't have any delays. I didn't have any anti-maskers. I didn't have any anti-vaxxers. If any problems. I did at one point go up to the front of the plane with my hoodie on and the flight attendant looked at me like I was doing something weird and I'm just like, bitch, have you ever saved a plane? You're looking at me like I'm possibly doing something. Why'd you have to call her a bitch? Because she did look at me like that. Okay, but you got to refrain from calling women bitches. B but women call each other bitches. That's, but that's women on women. My wife doesn't like me. Well, that bitch looked at me like I was crazy. Like bitch looked like I'm, I was crazy. Babe, it's not funny. Nobody likes it. Okay. Nonetheless, the flight attendant, who may or may not been jealous. She might have been jealous. That's what I think it is. She was probably jealous, like, oh, this guy really jumped into action. This guy's really about that life. I'm questioning if I'm really about that life. So I'm going to give him... First of all, I'm in first class, lady. <clears throat> Second of all, the airport wasn't open when I got there. Third of all, I've been sleeping for four and a half hours. I need to take a piss and I need a bottle of water. Other than that, you should just be like, how's your flight been, Mr. Rappaport? Don't look at me goofy. When I'm coming up there to drain the lizard and get a bottle of water, period, period. Or say, thank you for your service. We know how you get down Air Marshal Mike. Because for those of you who don't know, or those of you who've never listened to the I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast, or those of you who've been living under a rock for the last three years, yours truly saved a fucking plane. Okay? Yours truly Stepped into action when others froze up. When others were sleeping. When others were too scared to step 
up and do something. Yours truly did what needed to be done and saved a fucking plane. We still don't know if we were in American waters or over the Mexican border. That's why I'm not just an American hero. I'm an international hero. And jealousy is is what I think caused that woman to look at me goofy when I was flying back on Delta, trying not to catch the Delta. Uh. But I'm glad to be back in New York. Glad to be back in the world's greatest city. And I am heading this week to one of my favorite other cities, Philadelphia, Philadelphia. I'm performing at the Helium Comedy Club the 14th, 15th, and 16th. This Thursday, Friday, and Saturday at the Helium Comedy Club the 14th, 15th, and 16th. I love Philadelphia. I love the people. I love the culture. I love the food. I love the music. I love the history. You know I'm hitting the Rocky Steps. I know to probably to Philadelphia natives, the Rocky Steps, it's like, okay, we did it when we were like in the third grade. Every time I go there, it's like going to Temple. I'm hitting the Rocky Steps probably more than once this weekend. Okay. I'm always going to hit the Rocky Steps when I'm in Philadelphia. And like I said, I I know to natives, it's probably like ridiculous, but that's what I do when I'm in Philadelphia. I hit the fucking Rocky Steps. And uh, I'll be performing in Orlando next weekend, the 22nd, 23rd of October. Then I think I have a weekend off. And then the 5th and 6th, I'll be in San Francisco, which I can't wait. Yo, the shows in San Francisco were fucking nuts. When we did live podcasts, they were fucking nuts. When I did stand-up comedy the first time, it was fucking nuts. And I expect it to be fucking nuts again. And then the following week in November, that'll be November. That's crazy. The 11th, 12th, and 13th, I'm in New York City, my city, at Caroline's. And then the week after that, I'm in Phoenix. All tickets, all information is available at michaelrappaportcomedy.com, michaelrappaportcomedy.com, Philadelphia, Orlando, San Francisco, New York City, and then Phoenix coming up. And then there's plenty of other cities, plenty of other dates in December. Got dates in January. Got dates in February. The viral load, the fully, fully disruptive viral load tour is underway. Come see me in Philadelphia this week and all the other cities. MichaelRappaportComedy.com So, the baddest man on the planet is Tyson Fury. If you consider the heavyweight champion of boxing to still be the baddest man on the planet. Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder, number three took place this weekend. And first of all, Jake Paul, Larry Paul, you guys should be ashamed of yourself. I I noticed you two fucks didn't tweet, didn't call out, didn't say anything about those fights. You didn't challenge either one of those fighters. 
You had nothing to fucking say. I know you were watching it going, we should be ashamed of ourselves calling ourselves boxers. We should be ashamed of ourselves making a mockery of the sport of boxing. And if people out there have only watched Jake and his brother Larry Paul fight and didn't spend their money to watch the Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder fight, you're not a boxing fan. You're not a boxing fan. If you spent money watching Jake and Larry in those joke setup fights, but you did not watch Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder, number three, don't speak to me. Don't mention boxing. Just say you like watching YouTubers. You like watching sweaty YouTubers. What a fight. What a great night for boxing. First of all, I do not think there needs to be another fight between the two of them for the time being. I thought Deontay Wilder was going to win the fight. Obviously, he can't beat Tyson Fury now. Tyson Fury is a better boxer. He's more relaxed in the ring. He's more versatile. He's more skilled. He's 40 pounds bigger, which means a lot. Like, why? Like, in bantamweight, welterweight, middleweight, flyweight, super middleweight, every other division, the weight bracket is separated by just a few pounds. Heavyweight, it's like, if you're over, I think, 220, it's like all bets are off. Tyson Fury was... 40 pounds heavier than Deontay Wilder. Obviously, they both know, know what they're signing up for. But 40 fucking pounds. I don't care if you're a heavyweight or not. There should be some weight weight classes in the, in the heavyweight division, like super heavyweight, just totally fat fuck. Uh, this guy doesn't give a shit weight. Because even though Deontay Wilder's 6'7", and 237 pounds. Tyson Fury is, I think, 6'8", 277 pounds. And that's a lot of fucking weight to be uh, outclassed by 40 fucking pounds. Like I said, bantamweight, lightweight, flyweight. It's like if you're 7 pounds heavier than the next person, 8 pounds heavier than the next person, you're out of the weight class. Heavyweight, they're just like, fuck it. You big fat motherfuckers, fuck it. You duke it out till the death and let the chips fall where they may. But it was a great night. It was a great fight. It was dramatic. It was brutal. And let's be honest, if you're, you're coming to watch a boxing fight, you want the brutality. That's what we come to see. You, you never want to see somebody get hurt, but that's what gets you out of the seat. You want to see both men be able to make it out of the ring and live to fight and live to live another day. But you cheer the brutality. You want to see somebody get the shit beaten out of them. And when they're fighting and they're not beating the shit out of each other, what do we do as fans? We boo. We go, it's a boring fight. We call guys like Floyd Mayweather boring fighters to watch. When guys like... Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury duke it out. 
for 11 rounds and give it their all, they're deemed warriors. And they are. I mean, those guys put it all on the line. Deontay Wilder, he took a fucking beating. He took a fucking beating. And it was fun to watch, but I definitely thought about it the next morning. I was like, God damn, that was a brutal fucking fight. And it was a brutal fucking fight. People are saying it was a classic fight. Listen, I don't think it was a classic fight because there wasn't a lot of skill involved from Deontay Wilder at a certain point. It was just, he was hanging on for dear life. And like I said, we love it. People were like uh, online, social media. I say people, these fucking idiots on uh, social media saying he's a warrior He's got a lot of heart, and he is a warrior, and he's got a lot of heart, but I wish he had a more boxing skill. I wish he had a diverse arsenal of offensive weapons. He just hasn't developed them, and Tyson Fury is cagey. He's hard-hitting. He's out of shape, seemingly. We know he's not out of shape because he didn't get winded. Deontay Wilder took a lot of punches, he was out on his feet for, I, I don't know, five, six rounds. And he kept fighting. You know, the Riddick Bow, Evander Holyfield fights, they were more back and forth. People were talking about Frazier versus Ali. Give me a fucking break. Listen, Fury Wilder, that was fun. That was nothing like Frazier Ali. That was nothing like the fight in Madison Square Garden. The fight in the Philippines, the thriller in Manila. That, they, those guys went 15, 15. How many fucking? That's 40, 40, uh, 30, 40, 44 rounds. Beat the shit out of each other for 44 rounds. You can't compare the two. That being said, it was still a fun, very exciting, brutal, great night for boxing. And I bring it back to Jake and Larry fucking Paul. You're not boxers. You would never do what those guys did. You can never withstand what it takes to be in the ring under those circumstances the way those two guys did. And it was just, it was a great event. It was, it was a classic Night for boxing. It was a great night for boxing. Hopefully this will encourage more people to learn about the other names in boxing, to watch other fights, to watch fights that aren't pay-per-view events, and continue to rebuild the sport. Because we don't need the fucking Paul brothers robbing and stealing from what real fighters do Lay it all out on the line like those two guys did on Saturday night in uh, part three of Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder. Uh, like I said, I don't think they need to fight again. If Deontay Wilder uh, was to fight Fury again, it would have to be after he fought some other guys, cleared it out, improved as a boxer he has to improve as a boxer I don't know enough about him don't know enough about boxing 
to really understand why he can't add some to his arsenal because he's so hard hitting. I just don't know why he doesn't try to add some punches from different angles to keep a guy who's obviously bigger and more skilled off of him. But that 40-pound weight difference, that shit's crazy. That, that doesn't happen in any other division. Like 10 pounds is considered a lot. 12 pounds is considered a lot. MMA, UFC, you don't fight guys that are 40 pounds heavier. That's just fucking insane. But right now, I don't need to see those guys fight again. But it was a fantastic, fantastic night for boxing. And shout out to Tyson Fury. I wanted Deontay Wilder. I kind of felt like he wouldn't win. I kind of felt like he wasn't skilled enough, but I went with him. It was certainly back and forth. And he fought like a fucking, like a warrior, but just Tyson Fury is just too good, too composed, too relaxed, too skilled, too hard hitting, too big for Deontay uh, to fight. And like I said, I don't need to see them fight again unless something really changes um, with Wilder. But it was a fun, fun time, a fun evening for boxing and for boxing fans. Some people have asked me about the heel stompers upstairs. They're still at it. <laughs> They're still at it. I'm trying to ignore it. They're up there fucking hopping away right now. And I don't know if they know that I'm back. I don't know if they got their carpet yet. I don't know what to do with these cocksuckers upstairs. But did I mention that when I go upstairs, I want to go up there in a jockstrap? I want to go up there in my underwear. I know my wife won't let me go up in a jockstrap. And, and I'll be honest, I don't have a jockstrap. Okay? I don't even know if they make proper jockstraps anymore. I don't even know if some of you know what a jockstrap is. You know, back in the days, there were no compression shorts. There was no Under Armour. There was none of that shit we have now that could keep the loaf high and tight. <laughs> keep the loaf cuffed in there real nice and real proper like. <laughs> okay. But back in the days, that's what you wore. A fucking jockstrap. Okay. And I'm not talking about a cup. I'm talking about when you played sports, you wore a jockstrap. Yeah, they're up there doing it now. But I don't have one now. But I remember I used to love putting on the jock strap when I was a kid. I felt like I was doing something because that's what the adults did. How do I know that? Because anytime you saw an adult in the locker room, they had on the jock straps. My father had the jock straps. You say, what were you doing in the locker room? I would go to the locker room with my father when I played uh, with him tennis, and he'd give me the jock strap. Jock strap was too big, but I thought like, oh, yeah, well, I'll wear the jock strap. I had a baby dick. Huh. I'm talking seven, eight years old. The point is, is these heel stomping fucks upstairs. 
They're there all the time. And they're stomping the fuck away. And what I want to do is when they first lay eyes on me, the gringo mandingo, when they first lay eyes on me, I want to be memorable. I want to be cool, calm, and collective, but I want to be memorable. And if they do in fact know who I am, the gringo mandingo, Captain Kalaitis from the Caucasus Mountains, the inflamed Ashkenazi, the disruptive warrior. I want them to be like, oh, he means business. I want them to think like I rolled out of bed and I was just like, fuck it. Yeah, see, they're up there now. Here. You hear these cocksuckers upstairs? They hate each other. They don't like each other because if they liked each other, they would cuddle. They would sit down and watch a fucking game, sit down and watch Squid Games, sit down and watch the Chappelle special, sit down and fucking gaze into your wife's eyes, you fuck. You don't do it because you don't like each other. She doesn't like you. So you stomp around like a fuck while I'm recording the world's most disruptive. You're trying to disrupt the world's most disruptive podcast. It ain't going to happen, fucko. Matter hold on. You want to fucking hop around? We can f fuck. God damn, you motherfucker. I'm banging now, cocksucker. Fuck. Hey, fucko. Motherfucker. Heel stopping, fuck. I'll tell you what the problem is. I, te I tell you what the problem is. They're in a loveless relationship. No, wait, what, that's why. That's why. That's. What's happening between you and I? That's why. That's why. They're, they're fucking hopping around up there. They're hopping around up there because your wife don't like you, you fuck. Well, her wife is on her way. Fucks. We're better than that, babe. We're better than them. Fucks. I'm really sorry about that, guys. I think my wife is upset about it also. These things happen when you're living under duress. We're very sorry. Babe, do you want to apologize to the fans? I don't have anything to apologize for. You should go upstairs and apologize to the neighbors. I should go apologize to those fucks. more noise than they are. It's very subtle what's happening up there. It's not as bad. I feel that's that's not true. She she's zenned out. She's hopped up on fucking celery juice and yogurt and blueberries. She's in here complaining just like I she was banging on the fucking roof 2 weeks ago. Babe, you banged on the roof. She's lying. She's not telling the truth trying to keep her image intact keep her little fucking sunflower venice beach hippie celery juice drinking chia seed snacking on image intact i know better i know better no yeah you know better to talk about your wife like that for real babe i'm gonna end this podcast right no now. it's not done i'm happy they're happy my voice is it should be. They're, they're happy. happy. My voice is good. No, it's, you need to still rest, doctor's orders, because so far it's like the greatest thing that's happened. 
Except for you fucking banging on the wall. Now my wife, my wife's screaming. She she got a lisp because she got her little fucking her. She straightened her teeth. She's yelling at me with a lisp. This is what we. This is where we're at now. Bye, babe. Love you, babe. Anyway, sorry for the interruption, guys. We're uh, we're dealing with a lot with these fucks upstairs. They're driving us. You see, they're driving us nuts. They're trying to put a breach in the relationship. These fucks. What else is? Oh, very important news. Very. Very important news. It's all over the news. Uh, you probably already heard this. Superman. That's right. The Man of Steel. Huh. He's bringing new uh, meaning to the term. The Man of Steel. He's faster than a speeding bullet. He is coming out as bisexual. The Man of Steel is coming out as bisexual in the new DC comic episode or issue. I don't know. I don't know. But this is huge. Huge, huge, huge fucking deal. Again, <clears throat> no pun intended. Um... He's going to have a relationship with a guy who's a reporter. I don't know how old this fucking guy is. Superman's got to be. He's like a, uh, he's an old bag at this point. This fucking guy doesn't age, but he does fuck. Whoa. He doesn't age, but he does fuck. Oh, uh, whoa. He's uh, coming out. Uh, with, uh, I don't know, uh, some uh, reporter named Jay Nakamura. And he's going to knock him a little bit more up. God damn it. I'm on a fucking roll. <laughs> damn it. Nonetheless, I could give a shit if Clark Kent is bisexual, trisexual, pansexual, fluid. I don't care. First of all, I don't read comic books. The wild thing about the Man of Steel coming out as bisexual is that this will get way less coverage discussion than the Dave Chappelle special, The Closer, which if you haven't seen on Netflix, do yourself a favor and watch it. Watch it twice. It's so fucking good, so nuanced. But more people will complain about injustices or what they deem as injustices or being offended than come out and celebrate that Clark Kent, who's faster than a speeding bullet, is now officially bisexual. Why? Why? I don't know why, but that's a fact, Jiggity Jack. As you know, I don't fuck with comics. I don't fuck with DC. I don't fuck with Marvel. I don't care what you say, what you do, how to try to convince me that I'm missing out. The only time I fuck with those superheroes and all that stuff is if I'm in one of those movies and or television programs. And even then, I'll need like a, like a history class, a history on all the 
relationships, the intermingling, and all, all the, uh, the backstory. Because I know nothing about those shows. I know nothing about those. I don't fuck with comic books. I've always felt like they smell funny, especially when I grew up. They had that weird smell. It's not my thing. You know what is my thing? The NFL. And I got to tell you something. The Captain Picks, we had a fucking weekend. Oh, yeah. We had a fantastic weekend. Me, the Dust Brothers, Captain Jordan, Captain Miles. Shout out to my man, Miles Davis of the Dust Brothers who uh, is celebrating his birthday. I know he's a big San Francisco Giants fan. As you know, I don't fuck with baseball, especially after the Yankees get eliminated by the fucking Boston Red Sox. I don't think I talked about that on the last podcast, how, how disappointing, how disgusting it was that the Yankees got bumped out of the fucking playoffs by Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, Marky Mark, and the Funky Bunch. I know that real Yankee fans have to be like, they still have to be reeling from that. But if you're not rocking with us at the Captain Picks, trust me, it's a community of winners. We're building a community of winners. We're not trying to fuck you. Just like we never try to fuck the fans. You heard me, guys. I'm going to be honest. The last three weeks when my voice was fucked up was probably... Some of the hardest, hardest podcasting I had to do. It was extremely challenging. I will not stop disrupting. Fucking laryngitis, throat infections. I, I, I won't fucking stop. We don't fuck you. We don't fuck the fans. Captain Picks will never fuck you. We'll never fuck the fans. Me, Ben Bowler, the Dust Brothers are building a community of winners. Motherfuckers are winning monumental amounts of money. Check us out on Instagram, at the Captain Picks. But like I said earlier, man, fucking Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills, the Bills Mafia, I'm happy for them. They've been through a lot since that wide right. Ah, man. The Jim Kelly days. What was my guy's name? Thurman? The running back. All those guys, they got fucked so many times. I would not be mad if the Buffalo Bills won a Super Bowl. And they looked very good. Listen, it's week five. Okay? A lot of teams are looking good on the yard. Cleveland Browns are looking good. Chargers looked just a little bit better. Chargers looked just a little bit better. Shout out to you. DJ Moist, you fuck. Always harassing me with your bullshit. You like that? Cleveland, you got stuffed. You put up a lot of points, but you got stuffed. And LeBron was in there. Who the fuck knows what team he's rooting for? He had to be rooting for the Cleveland Browns. You're from Cleveland. Don't fake jacks. But I could have swore at one point I saw him rooting for the San Diego Chargers. While he was at the Cleveland Browns, San Diego, Char I mean, Los Angeles Chargers game. Still call him San Diego. Shout out to San Diego. 
But my homeboy and the Kansas City Chiefs, you're not looking unbeatable now. You're two and three, and your defense looks like shit. Speaking of looking like shit, the Giants are in disarray. My guy Saquon Barkley's fucked up. They tried to kill my guy Daniel Jones, who's improving. I think Sterling Shepard was out. Everybody was out. And everybody's like, oh, the Cowboys, they look who you were playing. The Cowboys, they look, look who you were playing. You were playing a fucking practice squad. How about them boys? How about you play a team? How about you play a fucking real team? How about them boys? And I mentioned, I thought LeBron James was a fucking Cowboys fan. Anyway, I, um, I mentioned LeBron because next week, literally next week, the NBA starts. As of now, Kyrie Irving is still not vaccinated. And uh, I don't know what the fuck is going to happen with the Brooklyn Nets. They're out there having their public practices out there in Dumbo. There's still no, no presence, no Brooklyn Nets presence in Brownsville, East New York. So you're out there in Dumbo, which is pretty much not even Brooklyn. It's, it's fucking, it's like Soho over there, which is great. Practicing outside, great. Why don't you practice in Brownsville? You know what that would mean to that community? You didn't do that. You won't do that. There's no presence of the Brooklyn Nets in Brownsville, East New York. But the NBA's coming. It's going to be fantastic. This is really, truly the greatest time of the year for sports fans. These next few months. You got it all. And on the next podcast, we're going to break down the Eastern Conference. And then... Next week, we're going to break down the Western Conference. Can't do it all in one podcast. And I guarantee you that our Eastern Conference, Western Conference, full NBA podcast will be the most informed, most detailed, yet still most entertaining and disruptive NBA preview of all of them. All of them. The Think Tank, the Dust Brothers, our knowledge runs deep, super fucking deep, deep like Superman is running up in Jay Nakamura, god damn it, shit, damn that's good, Jesus Christ, that's good, that's really good, anyway, as of the recording of this podcast, there's apparently discussions of Rich Paul, who's Ben Simmons' agent, trying to get Ben Simmons back to Philadelphia, Philadelphia, where, as I told you, I will be performing this Thursday, Friday, Saturday at the Helium Comedy Club, and I can't fucking wait. Listen, Ben Simmons, you got bigger fish to fry than the organization. The city, the people of Philadelphia, Philadelphia, they don't want you back. Ain't nothing LeBron, Rich Paul, Clutch Sports. What's his other dude's name? And your whole there's nothing that can fix that, Ben. The fucking the fans, the city has turned on you. 
I've never seen a player who's still with one team literally where the fans, they're saying fuck Ben Simmons at the preseason games. There's no coming back from that, Ben Simmons. There's no helping that. Dr. J, Allen Iverson, Elton Brand, the GM, nobody could fix and change the fan sentiment. When it's done, it's fucking done. Sacramento, listen, go build something on your own because I'll be shocked if Ben Simmons plays basketball in Philadelphia again. But we're going to be breaking all that down as we always do. And I know I'm behind on sick fucks. I couldn't really get into sick fucks with my sick throat. But trust me, I got a fucking docket full. Oh, Jesus Christ. I mean, I got a docket full. There's so many sick fucks, so little time. But uh, make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to listen to the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. If you're listening to the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast, write a review, give a rating, tell the people why we are the world's most disruptive podcast, why this is the singular most disruptive podcast, the most entertaining, the most diverse, the most nuanced podcast in the world. And um, I'm out. Uh, Miles Jordan, a.k.a. the Dust Brothers, a.k.a. the Bleach Brothers, a.k.a. the Captains at Captain Picks. And this puppy, and this I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast with something real nice, something real loud, but most importantly, something really funky. It's the I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast. I'm out. <laughs>